This week's episode is made possible by our friends at Independent Bank. You can learn more about them at i-bankonline.com. Good morning, Memphis. You're listening to Meanwhile in Memphis on WYXR Radio 91.7 FM. Meanwhile in Memphis is a program dedicated to conversations that celebrate the organizations, initiatives, and people that are shaping Memphis for the better. Meanwhile in Memphis is brought to you by New Memphis, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to develop, activate, and retain the city's most important resource, its people. Your hosts today are me, Rebecca Daly, and Anna Thompson. Before we dive into meeting our guests, just a reminder that Celebrate What's Right Back to the Future is coming up on October 17th at the Kent. There is still time for you to grab a ticket if you don't have one yet, and that'll be a great conversation around adaptive reuse in Memphis. Joining us today are Glenn Thomas and Marcus Cox. Glenn Thomas is the Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications for the Memphis Shelby County Airport Authority. Marcus Cox is the Executive Director of Welcome to Memphis, a subsidiary of Memphis Tourism. Today, our conversation will center around hospitality and how hospitality and the individuals who make up our hospitality sector impact everything from the way that we move through our city to the interactions we have on a daily basis. Please join us in welcoming Marcus and Glenn to the studio to discuss the hospitality sector, and how it is a driver for the economy, but also a driver for city culture and pride. Welcome, Marcus and Glenn, to the studio this morning. How are each of you? I'm doing great. It's a great day. Doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, So we want to get started and have you each tell a little bit about yourself, but also about the um, organizations you work for and their missions. Sure, absolutely. Well, once upon a time in 1981, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm Marcus Cox. I'm executive director of Welcome to Memphis. We are a training nonprofit subsidiary to Memphis Tourism. Uh, So the best way to explain really what it is that we do, Memphis Tourism does a very good job of marketing our city, getting people to come here for leisure travel, business travel, and everything in between. Uh, What Welcome to Memphis does is make sure that we are empowering and training all of our guest-facing employees within the hospitality industry to ensure that folks are coming in and they're getting the experience that we're telling them that they're going to get when they enjoy uh, coming to Memphis. Uh, In addition to that, we're also working in workforce development to uh, change the narrative of what uh, positions in hospitality are. Uh, Take it from being the uh, in-between until something better comes along and to actually uh, jobs in hospitality are really career building opportunities for people. Marcus, could I just get you to expand on Mm -hmm. what is the hospitality industry? Yes. um, Hospitality is, you know, that the overall um, icon, I guess, for hospitality has always been a big pineapple. I don't know why someone chose the pineapple for it, but uh, it really encompasses uh, almost everything. So anything from hotels restaurants, attractions, and then the uh, subsidiary uh, businesses that kind of cater within that. So that would um, go along transportation. Um, We consider, um, you know, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, and all those guys to be a part of our hospitality industry as well. Anyone that uh, takes the time to give great customer service to, uh, to someone who is looking to enjoy themselves, they are a part of the hospitality industry. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. What about you, Glenn? 
Uh, Glenn Thomas. I am the Director of Strategic Marketing and Communications for the Memphis Shelby County Airport Authority. Uh, just wrapped up my 10th anniversary there. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, before that, I worked for 14 years for MLGW uh, in a similar role. So essentially, uh, my role is the Public Information Officer for the airport and uh, our general aviation airports. We have two of those smaller airports. Um my position did not exist before I got to the airport, so it was kind of a build from the ground up. So it's been very exciting to be a part of the building of the new airport brand and working on different types of communications, uh, building our website, social media. Um, those things have been in place for several years now, but uh, all of those things are ways that we inform our passengers and the public and the media about what's going on at the airport. That is a often challenging thing because while there's about 4,000 people who work at the airport, not including FedEx, um, about 300 of those work for the airport authority. So there are many different organizations represented and it takes a lot of collaboration. What, so clarifying question again, so what is the difference between the airport authority and the airport itself? Like, the is there a difference? Yes. Um, the airport authority actually manages um, three airports, which includes Memphis International, but also two general aviation airports, uh, Spain Airport near downtown mm -hmm. and uh, Baker Airport in Millington. Um, obviously, most of the public facing stuff that we do is going to be at Memphis International Airport. But the airport authority, essentially, um, our job is managing the facilities, the runways. Uh, we coordinate property rentals and uh, operations. We also have a full airport police department there. Uh -huh. um, but many other things, uh, for example, uh, baggage. We don't, we, we'll get the emails if someone's bags are lost, but we have to send those on to the airlines. The airlines handle baggage. Uh, the airlines handle gate staffing. Um, oh. TSA handles security. Uh, we have a, a different contractor who manages our restaurants uh, and another one managing retail. So you have all these uh, customer passenger touch points that aren't necessarily under our control, but we understand that we own the experience. Ooh, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, the conversations around collaboration and how multiple partners can be working towards the same goal and everything like that, that's very intriguing. So speaking of, can y'all shed a little bit of light about how Welcome to Memphis and the Memphis Airport Authority work in conjunction to kind of create an experience for tourists? Uh, yeah, well, we are very uh, lucky to have Glenn on our board of directors. Uh, he's been there for a number of years, and he was very kind, um, as I have um, elevated into the um, uh, executive director position. Um, he was one of the first people that I reached out to and said, I really would love to have you you know, stay on the board um, for another year. Um, I, I really believe in having, you know, having an easy transition, right? So as we uh, continue to grow and build what Welcome to Memphis is and um, how we want to make an impact, not just to um, our, our hospitality industry, but also to the city as a whole, I think it's really important to have folks that have been a part of what Welcome to Memphis is continuing to be there to be, you know, a great advisor for me. Uh, and that's uh, truly what Glenn has been doing. A lot of our, you know, board, I'm able to, you know, send them a quick email or a call and say, hey, I'm thinking about this. Am I crazy? And they'll say, no, it's not crazy. It's difficult. <laughs> difficult is easy to do, especially when you have great support. Um, and, you know, Glenn and I are really looking forward. I'm looking forward to working with Glenn on some more things with the airport authority as well. 
Yeah, I would even say that uh, we're at the a beginning of this relationship mm-hmm. with Welcome to Memphis. Um, it is important for us to make sure these employees that work out there in the in the restaurants, the janitorial staff, what what have you, shuttle drivers, that they know they're part of this overall hospitality experience. Exactly. Um, and I get a lot in learning from how our local restaurants, hotels, et cetera, tourist attractions, how they are interacting with the public. You know, we're the first, you know, we, as uh, one of our board members, Jack Sammons, has said, we're the handshake (laughs) to the city. We're the first impression. So it's very important that our employees uh, who work at the airport understand their role and then how, you know, that impacts the overall hospitality industry here in the city. Exactly. You know, because, I mean, we can... That's how it starts, right? And a lot of us will land. And, you know, Glenn and I have had the conversation before about, you know, we don't know what, um, well, sometimes we, we have an idea if there's a plane that lands. We know how many times it's been laid over. We know how many times that flight got canceled before it gets here. But we don't know what the experience for that passenger, for that guest to the city has been, you know, so to be able, no matter what happened to them wherever they were, when they land to Memphis and they get off the plane, that they're being greeted by smiling people that are excited to see them say, hey, thank you so much for being here. What can we do to help make, you know, the rest of this trip a great experience? That's really where Welcome to Memphis kind of steps in is that, you know, we're I'm just repeating everything that Glenn said, but it's really, you know, that point of everyone, even though, you know, we understand that, you know, there are opportunities with, it's not all just the authority, you know, the airport authority, there's, you know, the airlines that we have to uh, collaborate and work with, there's, you know, each individual restaurant and all of that stuff, but we're all Memphis. And so it's really important that they, everyone knows and understands that, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, I always tell people, you know, no one really cares how the sausage is made. They just want to know what it tastes like. Right. So that's really where we kind of fit in uh, with each other is to find those ways to make sure that we're sharing the overall message of its hospitality. It's sharing that authentic Memphis hospitality, you know, Um, New New Orleans calls everybody baby and we just, you know, call you Maine. Right. So there's that's that thing. And we just all have to share in that. Yeah, I think you could even oversimplify it. I mean, we want people to have a good time when they're in Memphis, a great time, and we want them to come back. Mm -hmm. And we want the employees to know that they are a big part of that. You know, they can change somebody's experience. And so uh, for us, it's crucial that we stay involved and increase our involvement with Welcome to Memphis and and their goals. I'm curious. um, So a, a big part of what I'm hearing that Welcome to Memphis does is hospitality skills training. Mm -hmm. Can you break that down a little bit for me? Is that um, like literal skills training? Is it also just like understanding how to go from being an individual contributor to being, you know, a part of the hospitality machine that is Memphis, like being in charge of, you know, how someone experiences the soul of the city, so to speak? Like, what does that look like? Yes and yes. So (laughs) one of the uh, training modules, uh, we call it Memphis Rocks. And it is a Memphis familiarization and customer service training module. Uh, the familiarization is it's all about the stories, right? You know, um, there was a, a, a study done a while back that talked about, you know, people who live in uh, within a city may not care that much about uh, the tourism component of a city as much as they care more about their neighborhood, Right. Mm -hmm. So when you think about, you know, people who live in the Hamilton community or Orange Mound, you know, 
when you say, hey, where are you from? They say, I'm from the Mount, right? They don't say, oh, I'm from Memphis. They So uh, what we did with this training is we try to incorporate the stories of the city and how those are all interwoven and connected, right? Uh, so we do a little bit of training with that. And it's really those stories for me is all about making sure that we are reemphasizing the importance of the culture of our city, making sure that the people that are interacting with folk that are coming here for Memphis, not too many people, you know, realize that, I mean, there's over, you know, millions of people come to our city from over a hundred different countries every single year. And for a lot of those people, Memphis is the bucket list place, right? You know, I'm, I'm here because, you know, Otis Redding, you know, music, Otis Redding's music is the thing that always played in my family's house in Ireland, you know, and though th- we hear those stories. So it's a, really about making sure that we are emphasizing and really recreating the um, the um, the joy and the pride um, that we have in our city. That's really important to being a part of like being a guest facing employee. Uh, we also do that customer service training. What what would really happen with that is. Um, especially now that you know we we have opportunities with employment and um, things of that nature, getting people in and keeping folks you know in positions for a long time, and it's I don't really believe it's a it's really no one's fault. It is that because we are working so hard as um, as job creators and managers, supervisors, owners to get people into positions that when you look at training programs right it used to be okay you get hired and you've got a week two weeks of training like that's almost every job especially if it was a corporate type situation that was you know stop no stop you you got to get through and now i am seeing where it's well maybe we can cut two days maybe we can cut three days okay do you know the menu do you know how to use the computer do you know how to answer the phone okay great let's go uh so what welcome to memphis is able to do is to come in and just re-emphasize those basic customer service skills and uh, we build from there. And it's the simple things like, you know, the 80-20 rule. 80 per- if you are 80% close to someone, you need to, you know, acknowledge them, those guests right away and all those favorite, you know, buzzwords and things of that nature. And so we kind of go back through and reinstitute those skills and trainings. And again, with the idea of making sure that those folks understand and know that they are so vitally important. Um, you know, we, you get one opportunity for a lot of people, right. And, um, and even if we do make mistakes and mess up, which is bound to happen, I know that, you know, people appreciate how we recover. So it's not really about the mistake. It's how you recover from a mistake. So those are things that we do within the trainings. Um, we keep it light. We keep it fun. Um, there's an, there's, it's a PowerPoint, y'all, but um, we, but we do more than just show the slides, and then the slides are fun. I've got a lot of John Morant quotes in there and things like that. So, yeah. Are you working with employees only? Or are you also working with employers Ooh, to give yes. these uh, kinds so, of trainings? So we do both. Uh, we are currently in the process of uh, creating new um, skills, like soft skills. I don't really like that phrase, but that's what they're calling it now, like soft skills training and things of that nature uh, that are going to be available to individual employees. We're working on uh, creating um, certifications to those as well so that you can put in your LinkedIn, you know, or um, on your resume that I'm welcome to Memphis certified in 
customer service or front desk operations and things of that nature um, so that you can come in with a leg up when you're walking into those hospitality type positions. Uh, but we also offer it to the employers as well for team, you know, for team training, team building, things of that nature as well. Um, we're also working with uh, connecting with other organizations that do similar things. I am a big proponent, um, especially in the nonprofit world, there's a lot of people already building wheels. So why am I trying to rebuild the wheel, right? So I would much rather, instead of creating creating team bonding activities to go in, why not just partner with, with Bridges? You know, partner with those organizations that are doing that work and they do it fabulously. I would much rather find a way to incur those costs and make that happen and we come with them or we make that available to them. Uh, we have a site on a, a page on our website, welcome to memphis.org, where we actually are at that part of the page is dedicated to our employers, where we show them, we um, connect and link them with a lot of organizations that are doing things like that. And then also in other forms of um, workforce development as well. It's a tremendous amount of resources that are available do we have an understanding of how many folks would be categorized as working in the hospitality industry in Memphis and how that compares to other cities? Uh, yes, I don't want to misquote because I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But um, when you look at the scale of um, of employment within the city, obviously, you know, transportation and uh, medical the medical field are kind of like the two highest ones. Then right after that, you're looking at like, you know, um, within hospitality is tourism. All of that is kind of like the third largest employer for the city. Wow. Yeah. Um, can you shed a little bit of light? You said that one of the kind of areas that Welcome to Memphis is standing in is making sure that individual contributors feel like they're part of the overall tourism hospitality experience that is Memphis. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit to why that has historically maybe not been the case? Uh, it goes back to what we talk about in um, what jobs in this industry are considered as, right? It's always been, you know, the idea that it's until something better comes along, you know, it's um, in, in my house, it was, boy, you better do right with these grades and go to a good school. You're not going to be working at the burger doodle, you know, as if that was just, that was the lowest job uh, that there was to do. Uh, but now we know, you know, when we're and and what welcome to Memphis is, is really working hard to do is to uh, share the stories of the people that are now within leadership. Like, you know, we've got, you know, Doug Brown, who's the general manager um, at the Peabody, he is freely happy to share, you know, the story that he started his career as a dishwasher, right? You know, and there's so many of us, you know, leaders that started in the hospitality industry at entry-level roles. And, you know, we stuck with it, worked it out and had opportunities, you know, that were, you know, that been our way. And now we're in leadership within that. So uh, I think that that's why it's important for us to tell those stories and to re uh, just to reinvigorate the idea of those jobs because it, it has it's always been you know the idea of that oh yeah i can just run in and grab a serving job no big deal or you know i don't really have to learn the menu i don't really have to care that much because it's not that important i have nowhere to go right it's idea that it's that it's a dead end 
position, but it's really not. Uh, and so welcome to Memphis does, I feel a good job of sharing those stories and we're doing, you know, more uh, about that and to give the opportunities, um, which is great about, again, going to our website, we have a jobs board now, which is free to search for jobs, but it's also free for employers to post jobs on. Uh, and there's very little caveats to it, but we um, make sure that when we filter through, anybody can submit, but we um, our team goes through and, and, and filters through those to make sure that we are putting jobs that are available in Memphis, Shelby County. And uh, we uh, are highlighting those jobs that, you know, those folks that are willing to put those salary ranges on there as well. Um, and the opportunities for growth that are in there as well. And then we do uh, the pick awards. It is our way of celebrating our workers. I love the pick awards. We do quarterly picks. Uh, and those winners get um, $100 gift cards. And uh, then our big pick, our, our annual pick award, which is coming up in, um, in a couple of weeks, actually, October 23rd, those, uh, the nom- uh, it's a huge selection of nominees. Uh, the first runner-up, to use pageant terms, first runner-up <laughs> and the winner, um, I have the pageant background, so the first yes. runner-up and the winner are both acknowledged. Uh, the winner gets a $500 gift card, the uh, runner-up gets a uh, $250 gift card, and all of our pick um, recipients, honorees, nominees, and all of those folks, they get what I call Mid-South Famous. So um, they are put all across social media and any way that I can put them in, press releases or whatever, we're going to just um, elevate and highlight the work that they do and it's um, what I love about the Pick Awards is that it's the stories uh, that we get from these nominations. Glenn can tell you, like he's he's on our selection committee and he's yeah. read them before. And there's some beautiful, beautiful stories. I will just give one, and then I'm going to be quiet. I um love, and this was before my time with Welcome to Memphis, but I got to read the story. A uh, family was uh, driving through. They were coming from Mississippi, I think, and so they drove up. They stayed in Memphis overnight, uh, and little girl left her. Uh, lamb in the hotel room. They didn't realize it until they had already driven off. And so they call back to the hotel uh, and they find this little lamb. And so they can, the family continues their trip when they come home. So during the course of their trip, by the time they get home, they have gotten updates from the hotel of everything that the lamb has done. So the lamb worked with the um, housekeeping staff. The lamb worked at the front desk. The lamb, you know, did some stuff at in the in the with the maintenance team. You know, this lamb was working right. So by the time the family got home, the lamb had been shipped back to them with a check because the lamb worked. So the lamb got That's money great. for the work that they did. Stop. Yeah. That's next level. That's next level. But that's Memphis. And that's our hospitality industry. When you go through the time to really understand that we, you know, this is one and once in a lifetime opportunity for somebody. And wouldn't you want to, you know, feel that man that I only got to go to Memphis one time, but gosh, that time I got to go. It was so wonderful. It was so great. And I think that the more that we do that, the more we elevate those type of stories and ideas, the more our teams will understand their value. Uh, because you could have just as easily said, yeah, we found it and we shipped it to you. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's literally the base of, of, of customer service right there. It's like, yeah, sure. We can get it and can get it to you or, well, we found it and we'll hold it at the front desk for a couple of weeks. If you want to just, you know, drive back through and come pick it up, we're not going to do it anymore, but no, we went extra. And this little girl, you know, knew that her, that her favorite animal, mm-hmm. you know, her, her love E was 
taken care of and treated with respect and appreciated. So we've talked with so many guests over the years about how important language is and the impact that it can have. So even going from a job to a career right. in the way that you discuss what the hospitality industry does and what it means to our city and what it means to as an economic driver for our city, as it, mm-hmm. you know, it is a huge piece of that puzzle. So to treat it as such and making sure that the appropriate language is kind of universalized around that experience so that the value is added there is so critical. Yeah, I'm curious, um, Glenn, I want to pivot a little bit. It's not really a hard pivot, but how the 2022 renovations of the Memphis International Airport to intentionally include local artists, local voices, and more things like that contribute to the impact of tourism and hospitality in our city? We think it uh, contributes a a tremendous amount. Uh, If you came to the the old airport, it was built in the the 60s, and, you know, currently our ticketing and baggage are still the... uh, (laughs) 60s relics, you know, it's great then, needs to be updated now, but um, I'll get to that shortly. But um, in remodeling the concourse, it gave us a chance to completely uh, revamp, uh, reinvent the the Memphis travel experience where uh, people could come in and, and certainly you have your preconceived notions of Memphis, the blues and, and uh, the barbecue and, and all of that. But we also wanted to show people maybe a different side of Memphis. So by investing as much as we did in the art program, allowed us to showcase these uh, local artists. And and also, you know, we added a music stage. So we periodically have Memphis Music, um, Diddy TV, a local uh, network, TV network, or music network, rather. Uh, they provide us with music video content um, when the music's not playing. Um, we worked with Memphis Music Export to create uh, this vast Memphis music playlist that's playing overhead as you walk through. Um, local, uh, well-known Memphians are uh, doing some of our overhead announcements. So um, we are trying to, you know, take this holistic approach to creating the Memphis experience, even if you're there for a couple of hours, um, maybe less. Uh, maybe you can get a little glimpse of Memphis that you didn't have before. Um, you know, we've got a Grizzlies restaurant. We've got Memphis Made Brewery has a, a restaurant in that location. All of our retail locations have uh, some sort of a Memphis theme. Uh, the distillery district sells uh, Old Dominic spirits, and we've also begun doing uh, tastings there. Got to be 21 and up. <laughs> <laughs> but those always uh, those always get quite a quite a response. And the other day, in fact, we had a, uh, a tasting and Memphis opera came out and played. So not the combination people may have expected, but it certainly caught a lot of attention. Yeah. Yeah. I think people get really surprised that, you know, opera Memphis is a nationally recognized, um, arts organization right here in Memphis, just like collage dance, playhouse on the square. Um, you know, it's, it's always great. I think that it's, it is, a really, really important component, I think, to the city and that it, it, it makes sense, right? If we have, if Memphis is music and we have great musicians, well, music is art. So surely we'll have amazing artists as well. And I like sitting in the airport when I'm there and um, when the music, when Memphis music starts rolling through and it, 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 it always happens, Glenn, I know you've seen this too. Someone will be listening to something and then they'll go, oh, I didn't know that was, he, that was made here. Oh, I didn't know that song came from Memphis. 
And then I'm always like, yeah, as a matter of fact, yes, it is. <laughs> and you're the guy that's like at the terminal, like, let me tell you let about. Let me tell you <laughs> about well, the, Rufus Thomas. Yeah. One of the things that um, we love seeing on social media is, you know, the music playlist. Yeah, you've got Justin Timberlake or Elvis or B.B. King. But um, we also, you know, Memphis Music Export did a fantastic job of, of picking all different types of music artists and, and genres. So to hear that musician come through and say, oh, hey, wow. I just heard my own song. Yeah. Wow. Um, that That's very gratifying to us. But, you know, we're continuing to uh, try to improve that experience with, with all of our passengers. Um, and I don't know if now's the right time to get into it, but, you know, that was one phase. The concourse was one phase, and it was multi-years, and we're about to uh, embark on a, a much larger, more complex uh, project, and that is the modernization of ticketing and baggage and many associated projects that will add parking, uh, move the rental cars to one of the old concourses and many other elements. So uh, over the course of the next decade, this is going to be taking place probably starting early next year. And uh, getting back to the, the theme of this show with hospitality, it's going to be crucial for our employees to help our passengers navigate that because mm -hmm. this is going to be different from the concourse with the concourse. We had three active concourses. We were able to close one operate on the other two. Mm. The ticketing area is fully in use. So we are really going to have wow. some, some interesting challenges, but we're, we're going to make it through it. We're going to do a lot of communications about it and uh, we're going to make sure our employees are, are ready to tackle that challenge. Some opportunities for innovation there. Um, with that, what does having a m more modernized airport, like why, why does that matter in the grand scheme of things? If I'm a Memphian who doesn't really travel very much, or if I'm a Memphian who travels all the time, what, what's the impact there? Well, I think it, it goes back to what I, I mentioned previously about making up that positive impression initially for people who are longtime residents. Maybe you don't travel too often. The last time you traveled was, you know, 10 years ago, but uh, if you walk in that airport now, you, you're not going to recognize anything because, you know, it means the entire experience has been improved. It's a, you know, short walk through security. You've got more natural light. You've got the artwork that we've referenced. Um, you've got a children's play area. You've got a charger at every seat, which uh, if you've been in an airport that doesn't have that, you know, that those outlets become... <laughs> Hot commodity. <laughs> yes, very. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uncomfortably so, and it's people like, are racing to it. Looks it looks like but... the Serengeti, and all the animals like run into the one watering hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always likened spot, it yeah. to the Hunger Games. You know, and everybody <laughs> really? battling it out for that outlet. But um, so you know, it's crucial for us to continue to grow tourism, make sure that uh, people can get where they need to go from Memphis, but also that people have a desire to come here. And uh, that it, it helps. Obviously, there are many other elements uh, outside the airport, but we kind of see ourselves as, uh, you know, that the welcoming, the welcome wagon, so to speak, for mm -hmm. people uh, showing up to Memphis. First impression, we want to be really good. I think uh, it's so interesting to think about the airport as um, a place. Not only are we welcoming visitors, but for Memphians coming home from a trip. It's yeah. such a point of pride to see people enjoying what we love about the city as well. In in hospitality, a lot of the folks that you're dealing with are tourists, but 
is is there any specific way that hospitality is helping build hometown pride for folks who live here? I think that uh, we do. I think Memphis tourism um, overall uh, really started to um, embrace that component to the marketing arm of the organization. Um, and of course, I think we can all admit that it really did start with, you know, those those grit and grind grizzlies, right? You know, when, when they started, when you had multimillionaires talking about that they had pride in our city, that was a turning point, I think, for a lot of us to go, well, if they got pride in what it is, and they just got here and we've lived here our whole lives. It's time for us to start to really look at it that way, too. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so tourism does a really good job of that. Now, of course, um, many of your listeners may not see a lot because, right, that's what you know, tourism's job, again, is to market the city. Well, we don't market the city to the city. We market, we market the city to the rest of the world. Uh, and uh, tourism has, you know, offices in Australia and Japan and in Great Britain. Uh, and there's... Um, talking about, you know, maybe there's doing more work in Brazil and other areas in the world that really do, again, look at Memphis like the bucket list, like this is where I want to go. Uh, so, but when, the further you go out, like within the region too, especially, you know, in the St. Louis is Louisville, uh, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, Texas as well, you'll start to see more and more things about, you know, Memphis. And it's always the um, the the marketing structure shows and um, elevates the people of the city, right? So that's always what it is. It's like, why do you want to come to Memphis? Well, you want to come to Memphis for the experience. You want to come to Memphis for the culture. You want to come to Memphis for the people. Um, in our Memphis Rocks training, we uh, have a part where I say, you know, what is the, uh, we talk about, you know, creating an authentic Memphis hospitality. And so then I ask the question, what is an authentic Memphis hospitality? And inevitably, you know, someone says, well, you're going to get hugged by people you don't know. It's like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're, you might get kissed in the forehead. I was like, if you go to Alcinia's and SBJ is definitely going to kiss you on the forehead. She don't care. She's coming. She's coming right for your head. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you are definitely going to get sung to. Right. Sometimes by people who shouldn't be singing, but it's okay. You're going to get sung to them. You are more than likely going to leave with a nickname, right? Because that's just, that's the part of what, and so tourism does a really good job of taking those components, sharing that to the rest of the world. And so when they do come into Memphis, like Glenn talks about, that's why it's so important for what we do um, with Welcome to Memphis and training our people and making sure guest-facing employees understand that. It's because that's what people are that's what they're looking for like i've seen it happen when you know someone just the other day there was a, a bellman outside peabody and someone was walking by and the man hollered out hey hey hollywood never met that man before in his life but i mean i guess maybe he's in the <laughs> hotel or something but he called the man hollywood and his eyes just lit up he was so excited i was like i think he knew that some he knew he was going to get a nickname like some kind of way he got the message and he finally got his nickname you know so um, so yeah, that's, that's a, a good part of what it is. I think that Memphis tourism does, uh, to, to add that Memphis pride. And it's just our job to make sure that we're sharing it as well. As a community, I think we spend a lot of time looking very closely in the mirror, but if we could absorb a little bit of the way the rest of the world sees us, thanks oh, to gosh. our travel and tourism marketing, we'd, we'd be a little happier. Yeah. Yeah. There has got to be something special about our city where out of all of the music that's been written since, you know, music has been recorded, there are more songs featuring or referencing Memphis than any other city in the entire world 
that means that we've got something special here. It has to. And along those lines, something that was telling for us um, early last year, we introduced a new interactive uh, map. You know, we for a long time we've had uh, nonstop destinations map, so people know where you can, you know, where you have nonstop flights. And uh, so we partnered with an, another company where we fly, where they uh, create destination reels, and it's a lot more interactive. You can get scheduling information. You can share an itinerary with friends and family. So instead of that static map, is a lot more interactive and, and of course, a lot more uh, leaning into Instagram-style reels and things like that. And so I'm, I'm able to get a lot of data from that. And um, one of the things that was really telling when I started looking at it the top destination with over 50% of the views was Memphis. Mm. So, so much sometimes I think our focus is on the outgoing passenger, uh, the the local folks that are coming here and traveling all the time. But um, we, I didn't realize how popular this would be for people coming to Memphis. So for those visitors, they're able to look at, at videos and information about Stacks or the Civil Rights Museum um, so they're able to get a lot more information, and it's become a really important tool for us from from the tourism side. There's been a lot of digital exploration, thanks to, I think, especially the pandemic, um, folks yeah. spending a lot of time on their screens. Has that impacted your work in any way, hopefully positive ways? Well, for Welcome to Memphis, we're going to, uh, we're taking advantage of the expansion of digital opportunities. Uh, so um, in addition to the in-person trainings that we're going to do in, as you alluded to, you know, uh, the difference between the trainings that we do inside, you know, for an employer with their teams, uh, but we'll able to um, also do more um, certification trainings and things like that using um, an online uh, training resource as well. I wanted to talk a little bit about the historical significance of the hospitality industry in the city of Memphis. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Holiday Inn was founded here. The, you know, innovation and entrepreneurship that it took to make an experience based hotel um, <laughs> that did not exist previously that then became a, a nationwide you know, treasure and things like that. So truly, when we talk about what Memphis is known for mm -hmm. among the things like music and barbecue it really does feel like hospitality it has always kind of been on the first hand i guess of things that you would think about for mm -hmm. me because coming back down to the experience making sure that it's a place that our city is a place where people want to come and have that enjoyable experience mm -hmm. i'm curious how you're kind of taking that kind of little seed that was planted and kind of building on it for the future. I'm so glad you asked me that question. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, you know, Holiday Inn came from, you know, obviously from Kimmins Wilson and his um, experience of traveling and not having a consistent hotel experience. Right. And so that's what the Holiday Inn brought was consistency. Uh, bringing that forward, using that kind of as a roadmap to what we're doing in hospitality and in, within training for the city, that's the key is consistency, right? Um, it should be that, you know, the same type of, you know, friendly, welcoming um, um, atmosphere that you get at the the airport, you should get that when you 
make it to your you know destination of the hotel whoever however you're being transported whether it's you've got an, you you know you get a rental car and so you're in the rental you know center complex right now you should be getting that same type of experience if there's a long line you know well we 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 anticipate that but it's all about that consistency of what that um, experience is how do we greet people uh, and then just communication as well uh, and overall reaching, you know, I know that our um, our city, we're, we're doing a lot of work with uh, the downtown uh, commission yeah. uh, with uh, creating new, um, and I'm, I hope I'm not spilling the beans here, breaking news, uh, like wayfinder signs and things of that nature. I know that the city we've, I mean, there's still parts of the city that tell you how to get to Liberty Land, y'all. So, um, uh, so but I know that there is, um, and, and I believe I can, it's a Kevin Kane, our president and CEO has shared that there are talks and things. And, you know, again, it's not just about putting up a sign, but it's got to meet and match the brand of the city, right? So um, a lot of new things are coming here really soon. Uh, in those ways to, um, again, just be consistent and overall so that, you know, when you see Memphis or you say Memphis or you hear Memphis, that we're all connecting in a way that's like, I get that. I know exactly what that is. The same way that you don't have to see the sign at the bottom, but if you're driving down the road and you see two big gold arch, you know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really where we're going with, with Memphis hospitality as well. We've talked about how having a beautiful, modernized airport and having, you know, friendly consistency in all of our hospitality is also a point of pride for local Memphians. But I'm curious if you've seen any impact on the employees themselves and the pride that they take in their jobs and their careers um, with this kind of language shift and these trainings and or the updates that have been done to the airport, what it means to work in a place that's loved enough to be, a, you know, a gem, a jewel of the city. I definitely think that there's a great sense of pride, especially in, in the new concourse, because so many people, it took so many people, so many workers uh, of of all sorts to, to make that happen. And so people who had a part of that, I think, had a lot of pride. But there also, you know, there's a sense of pride overall uh, in, in our city and, and how uh, the airport presents itself to our guests. So... Um, we just hope to to continue that and and to continue to to work with these employees and let you know make sure they know their importance to this next phase of growth that we're having. Yeah, I'll um, add to that by saying you know we've got uh, our Stallworth um, organizations within the city, right? We've got you know Graceland and um, and uh, um, National Civil Rights Museum and a lot of our other like large uh, attractions, guest houses, Graceland um, as a hotel, the Peabody. Uh, those are places that um, you have folks that have worked there for 20, 30, 40 years, right? Uh, and again, when you talk about pride, obviously, you know, those folks have pride. There is a story and I, I had the name until I didn't have his name anymore. So I don't want to say the wrong name, but he's um, a maintenance professional at the guest house at Graceland and back over um, this past holiday, you know, when we had pipes bursting all over the place because we weren't prepared for, you know, that major freeze, right? The, what the Christmas Eve or day before mm -hmm. Christmas, something like that. Um, he knew that his hotel needed him and even though he was off and even though he did not live close he knew that the people that were scheduled to work 
maintenance those days at the guest house at Graceland weren't going to be able to get there. So he got there. He got to work and he worked those days and, you know, helped stave off what could have been catastrophic for, frankly, you know, a new hotel um, and the amount of you know time and effort that that could have pushed things back as far as progress was concerned. So and I really do apologize if you're listening, sir. Thank you so much. Guest house people, you know, um, Lori Huffstetter, tell me who his name is and we'll make sure to give him his love. Um, but yeah, you know, that's again, it's about taking the pride in, you know, in your position and your job. And we we all create families, right? And the places that we work. I think that we, I know from, you know, young people that are entering into the, uh, into the business world now or into the work world now that's they talk about that you know they say you know i want to feel a sense of community where i work i want to feel like where i work makes a difference uh and there are those you know places out there and it's about you know making sure that we're building culture and we're maintaining culture uh in those opportunities and having a pride in what you do and that's why again we have the pick awards and we celebrate and we share these stories so that you know folks from the outside who maybe you don't think that their job is that important can see oh my gosh i really can make the difference between someone you know having a great day or having a just okay day or we never know what we're grabbing uh or who what someone has been through by the time they get to us so Really, it's our job to just make sure that wherever you have been, you're going to have a great time now. Uh, and so that's what we're doing. At New Memphis, um, we like Welcome to Memphis. And I'm sure like the Memphis Airport Authority believe that uh, Memphis's people are our greatest asset. And I'm curious what kind of pipelines y'all are exploring um, to enlarge this sector of the workforce. Uh, going back to um, our history with Holiday Inn, we are very, very tied in with uh, the Kimmins Wilson School um, for Hospitality. I'm at the University of Memphis. We also uh, work very closely uh, with uh, our folks at Southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're building a new pipeline. So we um, had a wonderful conversation with the great folks at uh, the Excel Center with Goodwill um, off of uh, 240 in the Perkins area there. Um, I'm very excited to. They have been doing... Um, such great work there um, in high school and getting um, folks trained and skilled to go into the workforce. And hospitality has not been a part of those conversations when it comes to, you know, job fairs and career building opportunities and things of that nature. And so I said, well, we're going to put a stop to that. Let's get let's get in there. You know, let's let's make sure that we're getting folks from the very beginning. Uh, and so we're going to continue to build. We've done some great work uh, in the past and looking forward to more um, new partnerships or continuing partnerships with the Denouville Learning Center for Women, uh, which is in uh, Midtown. They are doing some great work with um, women and finding them in, you know, many different um, parts or places in their lives. A lot of is rebuilding, uh, but they, again, have great skills training. And so then it's the skills that they're learning um, work. You know, I tell everyone that you can get any type of degree uh, from anywhere and it has its place in hospitality. And the other beautiful thing about working in hospitality is that you you don't have to have a degree to find your way in hospitality as well. Um, and then it's about just coming in, having the right mindset, finding where it is that you fit, and then you know what work we need to do to help get you there um, so that you're confident when you go in uh, to you know a supervisor or manager and say, hey, you know, I've been working in you know this role for you know, a couple of years, 
but I'm ready to take the next step. And what Welcome to Memphis wants to do is to be a part of that conversation with you too, so that when you go in, you're saying, hey, I you know, took your advice and I went to Welcome to Memphis's website and I signed up for some of these classes and I got these certifications. So on top of what I've been learning on the job, I also have these new skills that I'm ready to put to work. You know, give me, you know, even if it's just, you know, the nighttime supervisor position or something like that. But again, that's how the majority of our leaders in this industry started. And so um, if it worked, then it can work again. What advice would you give to those interested or intrigued about creating a career in the hospitality industry here in Memphis? Well, I think, of course, in my position, I'm going to lean hard towards uh, aviation. Uh, And of course, I will say, though many of the jobs at the airport will translate uh, elsewhere. And uh, Marcus may be about to talk about this, but they're doing a a campaign where they're a photography campaign where they're getting uh, photos and uh, of people in different roles in in Memphis hospitality. It's a good way to promote the industry. So from our vantage point, one thing we're doing is uh, trying to help with those job fairs, because again, we've got, 50, 60 organizations at the airport, all of them need additional staff. Obviously, the pandemic, uh, you know, took a real, we took a real hit staff-wise across the entire hospitality industry. So we're trying to rebuild those levels. But also for the airport, for those people working in uh, those types of roles, that could translate to, you know, something bigger and better. Does that mean something else in aviation? I, I can tell you one of my coworkers at the airport authority started out in one of the retail shops. You know, she does a great job for us now. Um, is it in another area of hospitality where maybe they move on to a, a hotel or or something like that? Um, these things are interrelated. And uh, if you can learn those skills, if you can get additional training, um, and if you have the motivation to, to do more with it and be a great ambassador for our city, then you can go a long ways in this industry. That was perfect. Yes. A lot of, uh, yes, a lot uh, of transferable skills. A lot of transferable skills. So I would say, you know, if, if I was you know, sitting in front of someone right now, I would ask them, you know, what was the thing that you wanted to do when you were little? What was that? You know, did you want to be a ballerina? Did you want to be a performer? Did you want to help animals? Did you want to help people? You know, what was that thing that you thought that you wanted to do? And once you tell me what that is, I can find a position in hospitality that works within that. I you love can. that. It, it, it just does. It just does. And so welcome to Memphis. We do have a marketing campaign that's just um, launched. You can find it on some of the social media now. Um, it is kind of geared toward, you know, certain um, ages and things of that nature, but not it's not too restricted. Uh, but it is that idea of, you know, if you want it to entertain or captivate a crowd, well, you can do that by being a docent um, at one of our museums or on our tour buses, you know, going across the city, you can you know, you think about people like Kenan Walker, who is probably the most famous duck master ever in the history of the Peabody. <laughs> uh, you know, how he started his career. He was um, a docent at the Civil Rights Museum and worked a little bit, you know, here and there in and out of tourism. Um, he's also a an amazing and accomplished actor. He's a good friend of mine, too, so I can speak a lot on him. Um, but, you know, there's, again, whatever it was that you thought you wanted to do, it fits within hospitality. And it certainly fits within what we're doing here in Memphis as well. So I would say, you know, find whatever that was and let's try to see where it links in with you and let's get you set up 
um, go to our website, connect with us there. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter. It's really easy. I'm so excited. I'm glad no one had it before I took it. It's at Marcus is Memphis. That's my Twitter handle. So just reach out to me and I'm happy to um, have those conversations with you. For someone who isn't necessarily looking to start a career in the hospitality industry, but wants to be a better ambassador for the city, mm. what resources are there for those folks? Oh, gosh. Again, welcome to Memphis.org. Yes. <laughs> uh, the trainings are, I've seen, yes, they're geared towards our hospitality industry, but there are still other trainings. You could take that Memphis Rocks training just to learn more about the city. You know, we have, uh, uh, I recommend that everybody go and uh, take the time to um, spend some time in our museums, spend time in our attractions as well. Um, the beautiful thing about, you know, if you are a Memphis or Shelby County resident, there are, especially with our major hotels, or I'm sorry, major um, museums and attractions and things of that nature, there are days that are complimentary for you and your family. Um, they've changed a little bit. I believe the Civil Rights Museums is on a Tuesday now. I think the zoo is a Wednesday. Uh, I know that the Brooks Museum is a Wednesday as well. But you can go to um, I Love Memphis, uh, the I Love Memphis blog, I Love Memphis blog.com. Uh, and there is a whole section, there's a blog uh, post about all of the free opportunities that you have. So you can easily do that. I think that having a staycation in your city to learn more about it and to really truly embrace what it is. And when you're out there and you're doing those things, especially if you go, you know, a random Wednesday and then you're surrounded by folks that are on vacation and you get to see their eyes light up. And, you know, uh, again, in our training, we talk about um, it's called your ordinary is someone else's extraordinary. And on the airport side of things, we have a group of volunteers called the Blue Suede Volunteers. Um, we are always looking for people who want to join that group. They often work in baggage assisting passengers, but um, with many of them, we also uh, get them security clearance so they can go behind security, help people at the gate. So it's actually something, Marcus, that we should talk about. Yes, we because, do. Um, again, going back to the, the pandemic, um, we lost so many of them, many of them retirees or um, people used to work in the airline industry, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, really looking to rebuild that group. Um, they play a crucial role anyway, but um, when we get into that heavy construction over the course of the next few years, having people out there in the airport that can help with directional and, uh, and that type of thing is really going to be important to us. So uh, certainly I'm happy to share my contact information. We'd, we'd love to add to that staff. I love it. Thank you both so much for taking time to be here with us today, um, both with the hospitality industry and with the airport. It feels like the creation of those magical Memphis like moments and then the space in which a lot of that happens. I mean, the homecomings, the, you know, the goodbyes. It's like that beginning reel of love, actually. I think all of those mm -hmm. are shot in an airport. Those are real, yeah. you know, moments that take place in an airport. So to be able to house those kinds of experiences for people and then be the curators of those is something that we don't take lightly. And I know y'all don't either. So mm -hmm. it's really exciting to get to learn more about the process. So thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. Independent Bank is celebrating 25 years of sharing your stories, building your dreams, and serving you heroically. Find out how iBank can help you achieve your financial dreams at i-bankonline.com. Member FDIC.